Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back once again to another fantastic episode of Stories Around Azeroth. As always, I am the hype man, Pete Titans Creed Nethercoat, joined by the ever frazzlicious Frazzly Sparks man. How are you today? I am doing amazing today. I, I, I was telling Inespa in chat that I feel fantastic. I'm glad. I think you need to make frazzlicious your word of how you're feeling, though. Ooh, frazzle. Well, frazzlicious or frazbulous, because I, I, I like... Why not both? I'm writing that down. I like that. Frazzlicious. <laughs> Joining us today is someone we haven't had on the show since the launch of classic World of Warcraft. Wow. Where we had a nice big round table. That, I don't, that's what, two years? I think that thing's been out now? Yeah. Is it? I can't a year, remember. Year, it's a year, like yeah. A year or something like that. But yes, we are joined by the magnificent McMonkeys of Whispers of War. Hello. Thank you for having me. Welcome back. Yeah. It, I was telling Pete, I feel like I've been talking to you all week. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, we have been chatting a lot. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. No, no, no not at all. Not at all. <laughs> you are fun to talk with and all that, so I I, I, I oh, like thanks. that. <laughs> um, uh, Sil uh, is also part of Dragon Powered Studios as well, so we get to chat. And we had a big conversation recently over on the Discord when... Uh, Tom of Free Extra Lives asked us what we're looking forward to in Shadowlands, and then it got into a big couple of hour conversations while everybody else just sat there and listened. That was <laughs> that, that was, was interesting. interesting. Yeah, I, I must have missed that one. I must not have been on. Yeah, no, you were you weren't there. We were just. I think I just jumped in just to say hello as I normally do, and then it just got into a conversation, and then it was just like Tom was like, "What are you looking forward to Shadowlands?" And I, ah, where to begin? Yeah. They were playing Fall Guys today. I was like, I got to go edit. And I, I, I did. So I'm glad I went editing. But it was one of those, Fall Guys, I want to go play Fall Guys, but I can't. It's true. Do Priorities, right? Yeah. yeah. Do your chores, tidy your room, record your podcast, and you can play video games. Yes. That's the one. That's what we're doing today. We're recording a podcast, and then I'm going to go play video games. <laughs> My plan, too. <laughs> Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it has been another fun week. Wherever you are in the world, I hope uh, the weather has not destroyed your soul, uh, as it has with most of us. It has been way too hot this week. Um, I think we're all recovering because we've just had a lot of rain in the UK, finally, for a few days. So I know Syl and I are definitely feeling a little bit refreshed. I know. I don't have to uh, go outside and try to revive my plants, so that's nice. That is nice. <laughs> not until tomorrow. No, I know. I'm like, I, I just, I'm ready for autumn. You know, yeah. it can be autumn now. I'm done with this whole summer shenanigans. Yeah, I don't need any more sum. It's, it's terrible. Done. Can't can't even stay inside and play video games properly. I know, because my computer just gets too warm, and it's like, yeah, oh, can't ruin it. <laughs> and I forget, like a lot of homes there don't have like like uh, central air. And stuff no, like we we don't have air conditioning built in and a lot of our houses, like mine specifically, is built of brick rather mm. than like concrete so it's built to keep in the heat. Oh. So often when it gets to night and the sun has disappeared over to your side of the world, Frazzle, like it just ends up being like it's it's cooler outside than it is inside. Yep, Yikes. that's when you throw open all the windows. Oh, I moved my tower fan to actually just blow air onto my bed. It was ugh, ugh. <laughs> Well, it's delicious. But yes, we're here to talk about Warcraft. Maybe. If I try not to derail it into Final Fantasy again this week. We'll see. Well, I mean, what's World of Warcraft? Because, I mean, Final Fantasy just had their, their patch this week that, that, that looked really oh, good. Oh, no, Frasley, I don't want to talk about it. Because like... <laughs> I've played I'm it. I'm a bad influence. It's a good story. Problems in some parts, but it's a good story. Um, yeah, let's start how we always do. Sil? What have you done in Warcraft this week? And uh, talk to the viewers about, you know, who you are, if some of them don't know where they can find you around the internet. Okay, well, I'm Syl. Uh, I, I have a podcast in which I uh, talk about Warcraft a lot. I don't really cover the news because I know that there are shows out there that are much better at it. So I just give my, uh, my opinion uh, about anything. And I, I have a guest on that I interview, just could be anyone really who's in the community. And then afterwards, I just talk a little bit with um, the question of the week that I post on Twitter uh, to discuss that really. Um, and what do I do in Warcraft? At the moment, it's leveling all the alts. I should really get my ass into beta, but I, um, 
I don't know. I feel that pressure of leveling everything now, especially with that buff. I feel like I need to do it now. Um, even though I really do want to jump into the beta and try some some uh, things that rogues can do now with different covenants. Just so I'm Open prepared. Main? Yeah. Nice. The rogues in my guild are telling me that um, there's been no changes yet and they're all QQing. Obviously because Shadows had their big rework there yeah i and you know the thing is i'm a sub rogue so i already know i played the most shittest uh spec <laughs> out there but i love it <laughs> i love the way how a sub works um and i actually went assassin for the guild because i felt so guilty for them carrying my ass everywhere so um i thought well as assassin maybe i can do more i don't like the play style what you know i you get used to it but i just don't like it i'm trying to remember because i i don't like I don't like rogues because I dislike the energy system. That's mm -hmm. why I don't play feral druids. I know outlaw is the pirate spec with the with the gun, and I really like that because I just run around and just go. Pew, 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 pew. It's fun. Um, which is the one? Uh, uh, subtle is subtlety the one that works with the poisons, or is that assassination? I think assassination. Yeah, assassinate. I feel like assassination works more with the, with dots, and that that could be why I'm a really crappy rogue player, not knowing the, ex the exact difference. For me, sub is more the poof. I'm I'm now here, and poof, I'm now there. Yeah. Kind of spec, and that's what I like. <laughs> I like I like the survivability from sub that you can just be like, right. oh, oh, it's going shit. Oh, vanish, and oh, now I'm poofing behind this person, and uh, I don't know. I like that. That's what I enjoy in rogue, um, and it goes. It's quick gameplay. That's that's what I enjoy. But yeah, I I have been contemplating trying something else for Shadowlands. Um, but I just, I'm not entirely sure what. I fought ranged and... Well, Warrior. yeah, I, I hear that Havoc's getting incredible nerves. We uh, have and to. <laughs> we have probably. To. Well, um, the, I don't the, know. The, the don't biggest know. problem is, is that... Big, it's the same with any class which has uncapped AoE stuff. Like, the reason Shadow Priest is so good past their rework is because... Because you're only putting the dots on one one mob at a time, there's no AoE cap. So a lot of the problems with Havoc is while stuff like Blade Dance is going to be AoE capped, uh, if you decide to go for like a momentum build, because stuff like Fell Rush hits individual targets, it's not AoE capped because it deals damage on the targets it hits. So obviously if you're on a solo fight, then there are different things to take, but... The Demon Hunters are still in a really strong place, and I imagine they will be. Um, I don't want to have to change class again. I literally jumped through two classes in BFA. Um, yeah. Don't make, are they going to make? Is the game going to make me go back to Shadow Priest because they've been they've been touched up finally? So many people are so loving Shadow Priest at the moment. I just, I mean, Priest is just not my thing. I think I think Preach has uh, put it. Uh, put it put it the best way in that it's the first class that feels like it's in a Shadowlands environment with the way the game feels. Yes, I've been doing a little bit of uh, Shadow Priest on beta pre character wipe, and it it feels good there. Like yeah, like since we've had the new talent system, and since I want to say Cataclysm, it was either Cataclysm or Mist where we had the Rose change. Mm -hmm. I think it was Cataclysm, but. They've always been the same, and the, the, the talents have pretty much just been... It's still flavor of the month, pick the best talent and everything else, but with Shadow Priest, the way that they've changed the talents from what has been explained to me is it's like, you know which is going to work best for the for the situation you're going to be in, and it fl and the spec flows well with them, and you still got the option there as a talent if you want to go back to Vintage. I say Vintage, it's Legion Shadow Priest, but... <laughs> Fucking... I mean, that is a few expansions back by now. I mean, it, it's... Uh... I know, two, two, two to four years. Wow, vintage. Yeah. I, th I think I think retro is classified as five, uh, five years now, so... Wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but that's it. But because it feels like it's an appropriate... I want to say spec, because I don't think Discipline and Holy have, have, are in that same place, but because it's a spec that feels like it's in a Shadowlands world and it feels like it belongs there, everything else just pales in comparison. And now everybody's like, Blizz, my class, please. Because, I mean, it's, it's the same thing. It's like, um, the best way I could put it would be I level, I've, I've played a priest since classic, like since vanilla, vanilla, and then obviously, obviously the holy discipline split. 
to give spirit buffs to everybody. But then I switched to pure discipline when we had 3.0 during Mount Hyjal because we had the discipline priest. That was super strong all the way through till the end of Mists. And then they changed it, at which point I went to Shadow in Warlords. And then Legion, it was fine because we had all those new tools to go with it. But now we're at Legion was the beginning of the Borrowed Power stage where we lost those new tools at the beginning of BFA. And Azerite hasn't been a good enough Borrowed tool to replace that. And now we're getting into more Borrowed Power, but the class sits well on its own. Because we have, I don't think the Soulbinds have come out for the retooled spec. They still work based on the old Shadow spec at the moment. So Shadow Priest could be pretty good. If, if this is like the standard that they want to put everything up there, I mean, I feel like we have a little bit until it's being released. They could still tweak it. I mean, they've already changed a few classes and they could just make minor modifications to make it work. They've, they've been given so much feedback. So we shall see. Um, but yeah, I, I just I find it difficult um, because you always feel that, at least I feel that pressure, like you need to make sure that you pick immediately what you want to play for the rest of the expansion, or at least for the ma for your main, because mm -hmm. if you switch uh, f halfway through, then you're behind. And I know that you know it, it shouldn't really have to matter that much, but it does um, for your guild at least. I think the problem is at its core, if your character doesn't feel right at end game, so dungeons, raiding, world, world stuff. You know, mm. if it doesn't feel good at that base level. You're not interested because those are the t tools you're going to be doing every day, you know. So, if it's not right, and this is this is why I argue, I argue for them to do class balance and make that a priority over balance over the borrowed power and making sure that works. Because if if all classes are designed equally and have the right, like if every class, if the first thing we saw on Alpha was here are all of these class changes. They're going to be made baseline so that you don't need to worry about borrowed power from the non-existent Legion artifact. You don't have to worry about um, Azerite power and any anything like that because you're just going to blitz through the expansion anyway now. And like Shadowlands and then all your borrowed power stuff works outside of instance content only. Then all classes are, are even in yeah. dungeons and raids yeah. and PvP and you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, I mean... Ugh. I, I didn't like the whole... Well, many people know how much I hate the current system for gearing and getting um, everything, like the best DPS in, in BFA. Because um, I just don't like corruption. I, I've i always said I don't like a system that's overly difficult that you actually have to go to a different website to figure out what is best for your for your class to, to do DPS. I hate that. I hate that way of thinking. Yeah. And... Um, I don't think, and I have a suspicion that it will happen in Shadowlands again, maybe to a lesser extent, but of course it will happen because people need to sim constantly. I just don't like it. Yeah, I don't like getting a piece of gear and having to be like, okay, like, and I, and I, I go to one that like that is it's kind of virtual. I go to Ask Mr. Robot because it's the easiest one, like nine bucks a year, and I just go in and I, I don't like having to, it doesn't feel good to get a piece of gear. Be like, okay, what. Is this good? I, I wish I could just look at it and be like, hey, this is good. Borderlands. I love Borderlands. I could be like, that looks good. And and then pop I mean, into my inventory. I mean, you you don't play at a level where you're doing Mythic Plus, Frasley. So. No, I don't. But I still want to make sure what? that I'm tr at least trying to be good in case I... No, no, it. I get that. But there are, there are easier tools that exist out there that allow you to just literally look at a piece of gear and see if it's better for you. I believe it's... Is it Porn? P-A-W-N, I yeah. think, is the one that you can just... I was told it, with Pawn that I should still be doing Asperger's Robot even after... Honestly, Frasley, uh, if, you want, if you want my uh, correct advice on that, Ask Mr. Robot is so out of date and out of touch with anything else. Um, there are other kind of statistic websites to use if you want to really push your character. But outside of Pawn, like, unless you're looking to be doing progression raiding and, like, Mythic plus 15s... Or like high-end gladiator elite stuff and like pushing RBGs. There's really no need to look at Ask Mr. Robot on that sort of thing anymore. Oh wow! I'm going to now save uh, um, twelve dollars a year. Thank you.
but yeah, more time uh, for editing and more podcasts. That's it. Exactly. It? Yeah. I don't have to tab out and wait for the <laughs> wait for the website to load. Exactly. <laughs> Frasley, what have you been up to in Warcraft this week? What is where has Azeroth taken you? I was trying this week to do some more uh RNG because last week was really good with the Invincible and the the Raven Lord. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try my, my luck. Nah. So Thursday I decided I'm gonna go back into beta and I wanna this was uh, the second time after the 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 wipe because because last because Sunday I went in and started my character and then on Thursday I went in and got to a place where there was a game breaking bug that Twitter confirmed and thankfully I saw a tweet that it has been fixed so I'm hoping to back in tonight but I'm enjoying beta of what I've seen so far I, I found a few bugs I reported I've also seen bugs that since playing the opening the opening stuff again they have been fixing bugs so I I like seeing that hey that's not broken like it was before and I feel like things are geared better like like they're doing stuff behind the scenes like i can feel i feel better about it and i'm excited for what i'm seeing and i still don't know what the end games are gonna be like on shadowlands but for me i'm excited to to, to dive into it it's good to hear i'm gonna tell you as a professional mount hunter you can't expect to get good mounts in one week and then go back and everything be working fine the next i know I'll i'll tell you why because this week I found out that the garrison mounts will not drop uh, a new one every time. You can get Shit. duplicates ones of all of stuff you've already got. I was like, no, damn it! I've done. Come on! I've done five garrison uh, invasions this today. Why are you giving me duplicates, you animal? Animal. Well, that's why I go in every week and like I, I bring I bring my stream along with me when we do it because that way. They can celebrate my victories, or if not, we just have a fun time chatting along the way. So it's, uh, but yeah, I think I, I think I'm in terms of me, I'm a couple of days away from getting Kuafon done. I think. Nice. Um, uh, but the biggest achievement I think I got this week is I got my horde demon hunter to exalted with uh, the unshackled and got the mount from exalted there because it works on alliance. Didn't you get Altraxian? Oh no 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 wait never mind never mind. So, so, somebody went into Altra. Somebody was inside. Uh, it, it was Cap. Cap was an asshole to me this week. He he he's he's going through Altraxian. Pulled out. And he's like, OMG. I'm like, you you, you got Altraxian. I, I got excited. He's like, I'm just practicing. I was like, you fucker. I'm just, I, you got I would me like so I would like I would like to point out, Fraz, that this is the this is also the person, the individual, when you go to Ordua tells you he's found the time loss part. I know, I know. I, I love Cap, but he's also a fucker sometimes. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I mean like Sil, I think I should be spending more time on the beta. I want to get I want to do I want to do the questing through each zone on beta where I'm not time restricted because I know that when Shadowlands launches I'm just going to blast through the content anyway and I'll always be like it's fine I'll pay attention to the story when I'm doing else no I'll find I'll find an alternative way to level I'll, 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 I'll fucking level through zones again sod and that I already want to see what's in there like like I've heard Ardenwield has a cool story I won't say anything more than that but cool story bro <laughs> But um, I, I, I'm kind of interested as to how it's going to go because I have this idea of when we get pre-patch, which I we should say that pre-patch is up on PTR now. Mm-hmm. Yay! I'm looking. I'm looking forward to the the good old ghoul trolling again in major cities. That's going to be superb. Oh, it's fine. It's you know, it's not like it's going to be forever. Yeah, and it, it's fine. It's flavor. Okay, I I tell you how it's going to happen. Yeah. There is going to be people that will sit in the mage tower at the portals and you'll get infected there when you want to go out. So you can't even leave the mage tower because they'll be sitting right where you portal in. I have yeah. to say... I'll probably I... be one of those people who sit there waiting for people you to go bastard. <laughs> I love the... Well, I, I, I know like Mythic Quest removed the, the, their blood plague. It, 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 it's, it's interesting timing that they're doing this stuff. I, I know it works with it. But somebody looked at the original, I mean, the original plagues in in WoW, and like and and, and like back at that time, I think they thought no one in the real life is ever going to act like, like like. Oh yeah, WoW. I read this. Yeah, and now it's like nope, we have living proof in real life that that people act like I, they did. 
I saw what what was the biggest thing? What was the more entertaining thing I saw on Reddit today? Is that tailors should have an option to make a face mask yes! to make you immune to the to the to the plague. I and, like that uh, idea. I, I think the first response was, but they can't microchip it. Like we won't wear it because of the microchips. And then they said, well, that means they've got to have their second profession as an engineer, so they can put the the chip into the mask they make. <laughs> I was just like, that's mwah, mwah. And then let me guess, we'll have like like Chromie will be QAnon or something like that. That's it. That's it. Like those um, five Dragonflight towers just positioned in every major city. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, with the PTR, uh, not PTR, with the pre patch comes, I reckon we'll be about six weeks out as it is. Six yeah. weeks is about right time on PTR to live, and then I imagine. Six weeks after the pre-patch is live until we get Shadowlands. So we're we pretty bang on spot for a November release at this point, which is what I imagined about this time. I prefer November over December because one, like December, we all have holiday things. I mean, a lot of us, and this edition might be a little different, but still it's... Well, Americans, give... Americans more than most. I mean, yeah. us over here in, in the UK, you know, we have like, what is it? Seven bank holidays a year? Something like that. And you Americans, like, straight away in November, I mean, you've got Thanksgiving, then oh, you've got Christmas, yes. then New Year. I mean, I, yeah, cool. We, we we gained weight. And last year I had Thanksgiving, then I went on vacation, then I came back and I had Christmas. I, I, my weight gain has been coming. I'm, I'm going down to my weight finally, but it's been... Don't come and talk to me about weight gain when you are a stick, my friend. Oh! <laughs> Especially with lockdown and everything. Like, yeah, everyone has, has a, gained, like, five chins and everything, so no. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you think I've got the beard? At least hides it with, like, the tight <laughs> tight top of the shirt, you know? Um, but, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm highly debating leveling another three Demon Hunters, if Demon Hunter's going to be my main. A, just so I can stick one in every Covenant, because I know that there's going to be tweaking down the line. There has to be. Um... Where, I mean, the biggest time is will I have the time to make sure they're all geared to the level that I can just take it regardless, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, it might be too much. I mean, I'm going to level to see the different stories anyway. Plus, Demon Hunter's like generally fun to just like murder stuff and just farm stuff on anyway. Like, it's more fun than any other class I've found, really, other than Warrior. But... You know, Warrior is just too Warrior is too good. It really is. I literally logged on my Warrior and just, it's more fun. It really is. Just whirlwind spamming everything with two weapons. It's it's too good. That's the other class I've been debating to to swapping over. So, I just like so, punching things in the face. You should see my server list. Like, I, so I've got all of my characters at max level, <laughs> and then and then I've got the characters named basically, for the stuff that I need to level, which is generally going to be my allied races. They're all warriors. Like, I've got one of every class, and everything else is just a warrior. Like, it's just... Uh, it's it's ridiculous. Um, there's, if warrior wasn't so much fun, you know? They are fun. I have to think yeah. they are fun. And I'm looking good forward to going to Fury in this next one, because I've seen a lot of good things. I don't want to switch, because I know what I'm how I play right now, but I'm excited to try Fury... And uh, Shadowlands. You should be trying Fury now. It's so much better than Arms. I know, but I know it. <laughs> Fraz, it's fine. Just do what I do whenever I play a new class. You stick on... Uh, oh, not Ellipsis. What's it called? The one that tells you what, what button to hit. H-E-K-I-L-L-I. Uh, Hikili. Yeah, Hikili. Yes, I can you never know how to say that one. Look at Hikili and just spam the button. It tells you. To I press. need that on beta. Dumb. I'm like going to beta, and I'm like, oh, at least I've got a little bit of that that uh, like muscle memory on Hikili. If if in doubt, Frasley, it's um, what is it? Oh my god, I can't even remember the names of it. Bloodthirst, and then your big smash, or if you got three mobs, whirlwind. Okay, and I, I have been doing that, and, and I, I have not been dying as much on beta, Man. other than when I fall off a cliff. Yeah, but you've got heroic leap. I know, but I forget to, to, to use heroic leap. Well, and, and heroic leap doesn't always work. Did you see during the anniversary event that I heroic leaped into the into one of the fire mobs in Ragnaros's boss fight? <laughs> so it wouldn't surprise me if you tried to heroic leap off a platform. It really wouldn't. At sometimes, uh, ICC sometimes when I'm uh, on that one elevator. Back when I used to run ICC from for Invincible, I would always get impatient on that on that one elevator and try to heroic leap down, and it doesn't work. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Oh boy. But yeah, um, we have obviously kept on top of Shadlands info, I'd like to say. Yeah. Like, um, as much as physically possible without spoiling ourselves, I think. Are we looking forward to it? I really am. Like, I... I like what I'm seeing. Like I'm, I'm loving all the quality of life changes. I mean, I, I, and I will put away customization because that's for me that, that I think is huge in a way that, that not everyone's going to love it, but it's, it's used for me, but it, I do love all the small things inside of it. Like, like, like the, like the hunters getting stuff, the tameable pets that we're going to be getting. I'm going to be playing more of a hunter in the Shadowlands. So I'm, I'm in two minds. Um, I like the the story premises. Uh, that's what I like. I like the art very much, uh, and and the new models and things like that. I'm very hesitant when it comes to like I like the idea of covenants, but I'm very hesitant with what they're doing with them and yeah. and all of that. Um, just because I I. It's not so much elitism, but I, I don't like it that you will see things like we require um, a DPS with the Ventir uh, uh, Covenant abilities or something like that. That makes me a little bit like, okay, that's an extra layer <laughs> that they're putting on there. Um, I'm just a little bit like hesitant because the ending of BFA for me was a little bit like meh. Um, so I'm hoping that it will actually be a strong expansion all the way through um, with anything. But that's, that's you know, that's technicalities. Uh, I just hope that the story will stay strong all the way through. And we don't get something that's like so fucking far-fetched that I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Well, we already know what the end boss is going to be. Like, they've decided to just like go and just be like, yeah, it's going to, you know, you're going to fight the jailer. So we know that that's going to be like the, the crescendo. But, like, the big question is, with the way that Blizzard's doing storytelling now, is what's the breadcrumb from that encounter, the end of that encounter that's going to tell the story of where we're going? Are we going further into space, still with Void Lords? Is it, and this is what I'm hoping, we go back to Azeroth and, you know, the Infinite Dragonflight have taken over. Yes, yeah. I'm still going to harp on about that expansion idea from, like, episode one or two. <laughs> I want it. I'm I want for it. I want it. I want it. Just as or, long as we get Nomergon back. No! <laughs> if anything, it'll be even more in fire. Well, just, I mean, gnomes are pretty hot, so it, it works. God damn you. <laughs> um, I'm also hoping, like, maybe, you know, as I've said multiple times, and I'll keep harping on about it, I still think, like, the, the end of Nihilotha is a complete mind faint and a vision that we've been pushed to see. I do too. So yeah. maybe Nazoff has gone away to rehatch his forces and everything else. We've still got, I mean, in terms of actual viable threats and everything else, we've got, uh, oh my God. Okay. So there's a Shara that's decided to go out around the void. Uh, there's the whispers of Sinestra that are coming across from the other side as well. Like those are, two credible threats that are still exist within the story, you know? But then we've also, there's still Rathian. Rathian's got the dagger. The dagger's gone missing, I think. No, the dagger went missing after he pierced the flesh. But we haven't seen Rathian since the end of Nihilotha. So wherever the bloody hell Rathian's gone and everything else. But there still gives... Blizzard the chance to do another Garrosh, like plant the seeds to have another World of Warcraft grown villain. You know? Like, we had three expansions of Gary and uh, like, of his story, yeah, okay, the Alliance didn't really see much of him until like, Mists, per se, other than what they would have heard from what the other side of the faction was doing, but, you know, he, he was, he's a World of Warcraft specific character. I'm still this... curious on like Sylvanas because I'm trying not to like look too much into it, but I want to know why Sylvanas is. Sylvanas is going to be the Kerrigan of World of Warcraft. Yeah, there's going to be a massive redemption arc there. I think she I is... can't see it any any other way. 
she's going to take the jailer's spot and she'll be the jailer of the damned is how it'll be you know because I, if here, here's the thing i think blizzard knew that putting sylvanas to take over from arthas was going to be what everybody expected which is why they went with the faint in the cinematic of her going to put on the helm but she breaks it instead yeah and so is the, she the, going for the like I, I was thinking on, on Savannah's. Is she going to want to be the jailer? Because when, when I'm looking at like what, what what's her motivation? Her motivation the, the, is to become the Lord of uh, like the Master of Death. That is her. That is the way her character has evolved in the books as well as like the in-game storytelling that they've done. So she is it so that she doesn't die, or is it because she wants power over people? It's a, mi- it's a it's a mixture of both. I think there could even be an outside influence that we just don't know about just yet. That they do something and something inside her could be awakened all of a sudden and she like sees the bigger picture even more or she gets something because she's she's portrayed as quite a cold person at the moment, even though, you know, we've had hints before that that she did miss her sisters. Uh, even though she didn't try to, you know, get them killed so they could live with her, but you know what I mean. Well, I so, in some cases. yeah. <laughs> so there's there's something there that I think they've they've tried to make her really hard again and icy, but I can see that all of a sudden they might touch upon something that that would make her more of an understanding character and maybe I not think as so as many tables are going to get flipped if they do a redemption story. Yeah, but either way, people are not going to be happy because you get either just a villain like a, a Garrosh 2.0, which people don't want, or you get a redemption story. It's I can't see it going any other way with her. Yeah, I think I think, I think the problem, and I mean, I think the problem goes back all the way to classic WoW. I really do, where they've spent so much time trying to use villains from the RTS Warcraft games. Like that's why we had Illidan and kill Jaden and Kael Thass and Vash in TBC. This is why we had, uh, Arthas, you know, and everything else. And they tried to expand the story in wrath to Deathwing, like, which, you know, nobody's going to know who Deathwing is unless you actually went to where wow wiki or anything else when cataclysm was thing which is what i did i realized that he was a a throwback to warcraft one you know they spent so much time focusing on those characters that they haven't developed enough of their own to the point where they need to learn that killing a character is not a bad thing to do and i'm not talking like the game game of thrones massacre they did in legion like it's okay to kill a character especially if we have an emotional attachment to it and another part of the problem the game has is because the story is told from a horde perspective and alliance perspective rather than a story that everybody gets to see you don't get an emotional attachment to so many characters which i think is the direction they tried to go with south and in bfa is because they knew that both horde and alliance characters had an attachment to Salfang in some way. The Horde, because he was there in original Orgrimmar. The Alliance, because of the small things they get to sort of him from the um, the War of the Scarab, and obviously of the folktales from Reddit, and like how Salfang was the Chuck Norris of Warcraft, you know? All those memes back in the day, before memes were called memes, and they were just jokes. But they knew that everybody had an emotional attachment to Saurfang. And this is why we had so much of the story focused on Saurfang as we progressed through BFA. Like it was essentially rather being a faction based story and about Sylvanas and Ashara and Nazoth. It was Saurfang's story all along, you know, and that's what they were trying to get with the Matt Garah was to get that emotional attachment gone. And I'm, I, I'm trying to do this without going switching to Final Fantasy because Final Fantasy did a really good way of killing off a character where you had an emotional attachment to. Yeah, it's if, what, if it's, it's it's the big reason of why I say, especially now, with the fact that the the game is available up into Heaven's Ward, that you go and give it a try because you get to see the conclusion of that story and that character. 
Like, guarantee you, like, it's it made, made me well up because that's the me character. Too. I couldn't believe that it happened. So, but the problem is, is that there is no emotional attachment to any character we have because anybody that's new or named is left to the wayside. Like, how many name, individually named characters do we do quests for in WoW that we see past an expansion that isn't a main friend of, like, the the Stormwind, uh, the Stormwind royalty or the Orgrimmar heritage, you know? The Horde and Alliance leadership. What main characters do we see outside of those these days? It doesn't happen that often. So we have no emotional attachment to characters. And the times that we do see them, like uh, Fandral Staghelm, like uh, we ha we saw his entire thing dealt with in Stormrage, and then he came back and he was just a loop, a fruit loop in Firelands, and we dealt with him there. But people don't have emotional attachment because a hundred percent of the player base don't read external media. Yeah, so that's very true. It's very. I get what Blizzard want to do. Blizzard want to tell a story, which is why they've had the change of we're working on three expansions at a time and dealing with the three expansion story, which is why we know that Shadowlands is going to be the end of Sylvanas' story because it's been her trilogy, like from Legion all the way through BFA to Shadowlands. It's the Sylvanas, the Sylvanas legacy, and then we'll see a plot thread that they'll pick up, which will probably have started in. BFA that will continue and we'll put those plot threads together. There's stuff there's there's stuff in the game that dates all the way back to TBC that they could deal with. You know, they've just wrapped up the fifth old god, which we think we're done with now. You know, we think and, yeah, and that that's dated all the way back to vanilla. Okay. Mm, so and I mean part of the big draw to Shadlands, which is why everybody is excited, is because it is fresh new lore that they can delve from, but it goes and shows back some of those influential characters like Arthas, like Kael'thas, and like Blanche the fucking horse from Westfall, you know? I miss Blanche. Uh, I'm glad to see Blanche again. There's, there's so much that they could do, and they really need to make homegrown villains, and we'll see how they do with the Jailer. Like... One of the interviews I saw discussed that they are wanting to create new characters. Was that you or... I remember, yeah. I like, think I, I think I think it might have been brought up a long time ago. But honestly, I think the only way you're going to get a majority of the player base invested is to either make sure that we're all on a similar path with an, all the main story that's linear that everybody can do, and we have investment with the character, or you do a Warcraft 4, which is set in a time span that happens between expansions. If they're willing to do a book and they're willing to plan in advance, I don't see why they can't do a game, even if it's a short story-based whatever, you know? I know that everyone, if they want an RTS, a new RTS from Blizzard, which is Warcraft 4, they want it to be like a, a massive three-expansion epic, but... You know, StarCraft 2 was garbage. Sorry to tell you, the conclusion of the StarCraft 2 story was pretty bad. Don't but tell Michael. If, I think he knows. Um, I don't see why they can't just do a Warcraft 4, which takes place between Shadlands or whatever, and be like, even if it's prefaced with, this game takes place between this in the main World of Warcraft timeline. And then people can have that story. And you know, it's true, but it's it's going to be difficult because one reforged is a bit of a blemish yep. on the R RTS um, yeah. uh, things that they've put out. And then you will have people complaining, why would I... You know, people already complain about books in the past that yep. they had to buy it. And at least with this book, the latest one, I don't feel like you have to buy it to understand the story. It just dives into the characters a lot more, so you feel more immersed in the characters and you feel more attached but i don't you know it's not like previous books that you really had to read it otherwise you had no fucking clue what what went on in the new expansion and if they already complain about a book for a tenor they are not going to accept having a, an that's rts true. game that's that's so much more because people don't don't like that they want everything well, presented. people don't like spending money in general let's be fair yeah here. true <laughs> 
Yeah. Like, if we could play Warcraft for three, people would absolutely play Warcraft for free. Like, this is why private servers were a thing, because they wanted to play Warcraft, but they didn't want to pay for it. Yeah, I remember when they announced uh, Classic, you're like, why would I pay 15 bucks for, for this game that's old? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'll tell you one thing from Shadows Rising, I haven't finished it yet, but the characters that I'm more invested in are not part of the main story. Like, my enjoyment of the characters in Shadows Rising has been more on Alaria and Turalyon and their use and what they're doing in that book. I think that that's the direction the story's going after Shadowlands, I'll be honest with you. It sets it up perfectly. It does. Yeah. And I think there's a few things there that are being set up. I think um, the, the pressure that Anduin is feeling... I think that is one of the big things that will come out because there's been so many speculations about him. Um, and and I know that you're not there yet, Pete, but something will happen and you're like, oh my God, what is this, what's going to happen now with him? Um, so I like that because he gets a little bit more personality. I, I do like that. Um, and I mean, they're setting something up to, to make uh, Zikan much more of a a presence, which which I think is good because I always felt like the troll ever since Vol'jin got killed off so quickly um, I felt like the troll uh, faction was a bit lacking uh, guide, um, guideless yeah it, it just didn't feel like, okay well why do they have, so the only prominent troll they had was Vol'jin and maybe Centabra and that was it, so I'm just like, that's that's quite sad for a faction. It's pretty bad, but I feel like if you look at a pre-cataclysm world and before the shattering, no one would have known about Bane's father and the Torans were quite lacking. Um, I'd say even the trolls to a point. I don't think, I don't think Vol'jin really came to the forefront until the end of Siege of Orgrimmar. Um, you could you could say the same for most of the alliance leaders as well. Like, since since uh, and Legion, like uh, Gelbin Mechatork has stepped up. Like you haven't really you, before Legion, we didn't see anything to do with him. And now since Legion, he was in the main cinematic on the Broken Shore. He had a he was a major part of the battle for Desaralor, you know, and he was instrumental in the in the Mechanome Allied race storyline. I do feel like, like, not because I'm Horde at heart, but I do feel like the Horde faction has always been a bit underplayed with strong characters. They have their strong leaders, but when you look on the Alliance side, I always feel like they're like Blizzard invested more time, especially in humans. So there's so many more human characters that you can pick out. Like, oh yeah, that was a, a very prominent character and this is a prominent character especially with Colterans now and when I look at Zandalar mm -hmm. there's maybe you know the only one I can remember is Princess Talanji and the rest I'm like I don't really care about the other trolls because the story was it was good but I don't feel any connection with them whereas with the Colterans you had Talia you had um, of course Jaina's mum there was uh, uh, Flynn and all those characters are just, you know, I, I just feel like they tend to put more character building feel, on the Alliance side. I feel a part of that is relatability. It's mm -hmm. easier to relate a human race with how humans, us, feel. So it's easier to give them emotion. Whereas you look at a fantasy race like an orc or a troll... Now, obviously, trolls vary from whatever fantasy kind of you're looking at, but orcs are overall the same. They're going to be a big, they're going to be bulking and everything else, and they're generally honor bound and everything else. But other than being gurgur on a smash, like how do you make people relate to that? Like, and it's I think true. I think I think that's why the horde races are so very different in the way they're portrayed like the Tauren being nomadic like specifically and the orcish races being so interlinked with all the different things they can do the trolls being shamanistic like you can probably look at a race and find a distinctive characteristic and 
see how that relates to the real world and see where they're trying to get a relatable essence. It's true, but they have put a lot of time in the night elves. And I feel like that's also another staple of theirs. You know, it's, I mean, look at how many are quite prominent. You have Malfurion, who's now been pushed a little bit, I feel, in the Good. background. Yeah, I, I'm not a particularly fan of Malfurion, but, you know, you have Tyrande with her being the Night Warrior, and Maiev is actually now back and making a big, big... After whatever they did with her character, you know? Yeah, I mean, she, she did a 180, really, um, or maybe a 160, maybe not complete 180, but, you know, she she changed a little bit. And then you have Chandris, who is also very prominent now again. So I, I feel like... <clears throat> There are just certain races who get more attention from Blizzard by, by having more characters there available to see more about their development and anything. And I always feel like the Horde has always just not had that same treatment, perhaps. Here's the thing. If the Horde, outside of Thrall, was more prominent in Warcraft 3 in its versus the Legion campaign... I think you would probably see more, mm -hmm. you know? But, the, I mean, I, we've mentioned it way back in the past, but how many of the prominent players from Warcraft 3 are still around? You've got Thrall, you've got Sylvanas, you've got Tyrande, you've got Malfurion. Illidan's on a fucking vacation on a star somewhere, you know? That was so unsatisfying how that ended as well. Yeah, it was so bad. I hey, redemption story, he's still alive and he's fighting a big bad somewhere. Yeah, I, I'm like, I want to see more about Illidan. I like, and I, I liked how he was pushing back against being forced to be one way. I, I, I still love that. Like, I am my scars. I am my brokenness. I, I, I'm, I'm what made me. And I want to see more of that. I think we're getting a little bit of that with like, with like the Magar Orc storyline, but well, I want more. I think that's something else as well. Like, there's a lot of story threads that are like I could probably spend an entire episode just looking through every single thread that's left open, you know. But I think we all know the the end game of Void and Light is coming. I think we know that Urel is coming through mm -hmm. with that Army of the Light at some point. Yeah, and gonna. I that's an interesting story on like forcing your. It's the most interesting story thread that's come out of the game. Yeah. Because it was, it made more sense than it being in the background of like, lol, void and light are the real things at the edge of the cosmos that we have to deal with. Like having it there made it more succinct and like right in your face that it could be a thing that's going to happen. And I like that even the, the that light is not perfectly good. I, I doesn't like, same with like going to Bastion. I still have this feeling about Bastion. Something's not right about Bastion. And going to going to debate again, I'm seeing... Yeah. You need to learn how to use a Shaman and Farsight is what you need to use. To see the future? You'll see a lot of little hidden things around Bastion if you learn how to use a Shaman and Farsight. Oh, okay. That's exciting because Bastion, I've always had a weird feeling about Bastion. Ooh. I feel like too, the, yeah, the yeah. shadow and light thing that's going to be... Can you imagine? Because it's it's like being... We're caught in between two like warring things that neither... If either wins, we're not a winner. Which is, it's like, who's which is the lesser evil that's yeah. going to rule us? There's not one good good person. I mean, I mean, I mean, I, 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 there's no clear winner. Yeah. No, we're, we're... Well, basically, we're just fucked as players. That's <laughs> yeah, pretty exactly. much. Pretty much. Who was I talking to recently? They they actually said that they want a Warcraft 2. Like a World of Warcraft 2. And I basically poo-pooed it and I turned around and went, the minute they end WoW 1 is the minute that its player base dies. They could not launch a new expansion and keep its same player base. Why? I can I, I, I see engine-wise, they want to, or like... And, but, oh, because the same way what everybody says when they see a video game, Frasley, graphics. Oh, okay, because... I mean, I have to say, I I'm I have my graphics at, at ten right now on uh, beta, and it looks sharp. But I, again, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm but not a graphic the, horse. The so. characters still look cartoony, and they want a more realistic look to their fantasy characters. They want darker tones, yeah, you know. Yeah, but the, you know, with that, I feel like you have to change the entire game. 
you have yeah. to change oh, yeah. the, in the sense of like you have to change the setting and the tone of the the game as well because everything fits now it fits the cartoony way and the way that quests are being handled the way the flavor of the quests is it just fits the game and i think if you if you go for not hyper realistic but close to it yeah you get a different tone of game i, th- I feel you lo- yeah no you absolutely lose a lot of the charm that wow will have that is absolutely I hate to say it. That's one thing that has always been off about me about Final Fantasy 14. It's a gorgeous game. It's a gorgeous game, but it's a little bit. It, it, it's maybe that's 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 a a a part of it being like their they're 2.0 before they did, or 1.0. The but like it. I know I'm just angry somebody by by what I just said, but it's it's how I feel. I I I, I the art style. Wow, I prefer over the. That's fair enough. You're you're entitled to, you're entitled to your opinion, Fraz. Yeah. Like, no one no one's gonna judge you on that. Like I, exactly. I'll always be I'll always be playing WoW because I've played it for so goddamn long. You did a podcast recently, Fraz, and I I took the mick out of the title you did for it, where it was about like should you stick with something because you pay for it for so long? Oh yes. I, I made the comment on you could that's literally uh you could say that about any MMO or long time investment that anybody's played. Like, are are we stuck to the characters we play in the game because we've played it for so long? Yes, to a, a large extent of things. Like, you've invested so much. I don't even want to think about the amount of money I've paid just to play the game for 15 years, you know? And, I mean, it's cheaper than buying a £60, $60 game every month. But Yeah, and Matt Lawson does bring up an interesting point that if they do well to... They could do kind of what, what what Final Fantasy fourteen has been doing, even though their universes are not full. Final Fantasy universes aren't fully in, but they're saying like 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 put it in industrial or modern setting in Azeroth, and, and like that way you have your your one WoW. Then if you if you want a different WoW, I I feel like if you get to that sort of thing, you get to like the end of Lord of the Rings, where like your your long term races which live in nature, like your Tauren and your elves and your trolls, and have moved on. And like your gnomes, this is why you want it. Gnomes, gnomes and industrial. That's why you want this. Exactly. Yes. Um, but yeah, you'll just see a lot of that come to prominence. And I don't disagree that there are stories that could be told in that sort of environment. But I don't think if uh, a steampunk would fit the aesthetic of WoW, maybe as an expansion where like Mechagon could have been an expansion, like where we go and deal with like an army of mechanomes and they've got um, a continent the size of. Like Dranor or something, you know? but I I don't think it would work as a as a game base. I think there are specific genres that would work well for that. I don't think Warcraft is one of them. I think they need to create a new IP if they want to do something like that. Because I've always said I want something darker, like more. You know, I really, but that's because I I love things like World of Darkness and anything like that, and that's why I played the Secret World because I yeah. wanted something darker. And more mature, but <laughs> I always return back to World of Warcraft because it's just how you play it, and and I I like that comfy. It's like an old pair of shoes, you know. You always come back to it because you know th- that it will be comfortable. Did you ever play Anarchy Online? No, no. That was uh, an interesting one in that it did have quite a dark feel. It was like it was kind of your almost dystopian, if I'm using the word correctly, and like it it was futuristic but always had a grunge feel i think a part of me says i'd really like to see a darker take of wow happen as an expansion but then i have to remember that the game was designed for everybody and what may stroke i mean you could kind of say that that's the direction that shadowlands is in like it's not one thing yes it deals with death as an overall marker but it doesn't dip too heavily one way because there's something for everyone, which yeah. is what I think WoW has to be, is something for everyone, especially with the the varying play styles on top of like everything else. Um, it has to be available for everyone because otherwise you, you have that point of segregating your player base further than you've already fractured it because of everything that exists in the game, you know? Yeah, and they managed to do that already... At- a little bit with giving something for everyone because 
look at the different areas that you can go in. You know, if you want, like now, I was quite happy happy to see that Revendreth does have that gothic feeling and a bit like darker. And uh, you know, if you want something that's more ethereal, you either go to to the Kyrian or to Ardenwald. So it's you do have different things everywhere, which is great. I, I like that there's a bit of flavor. Um, but yeah, sometimes, sometimes I just wish that it was a little bit grittier, but I don't think I will ever find that in World of Warcraft, not in the future or expansions or anything like that. No. It might come with themes that are very much like, I need to think about this and process this a little bit, but I don't think it will because, you know, they know they have a, have a young player base as well. Well, that's it, isn't it? Like, T for team. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> take the mick but that's the thing like i know people that play the game that have arachnophobia and like outside of like the reddit and everything else think about how prevalent spiders were in vanilla all the way through like oh yes uh firelands oh I, mean, I don't have arachnophobia but it, i mean if, if i did firelands would not be a good i had a friend who hated that big spider quest in uh in burning crusade that you have to go to Terracor. <laughs> that spider yeah. all oh, of a sudden. Yes. Can yeah. you imagine if they wanted to go from Scry to Aldor as well? The amount of spiders they'd just have to be sat there killing in Terracor Forest. <laughs> I'd say fuck that and just, just level something else. Um, yeah, there, there's, there's a lot in the game. And I, I think as much I think as much as we pan it and there are stuff that we want to see that's better in the game, I think Shadowlands is on the right track at this point. Um, we'll go around the room quickly. What's the one thing so far that you're excited from Shadowlands, Sil? Customization. And story. Sorry, I can't pick between those two. <laughs> That's it. Fraz? I, I, I would echo customization. One, I like that people can be more of who they want to be in-game in and, and, and be able to be there. But I am also excited, too, just to see the fact that they're learning from what they did in Legion and BFA for the, for the, the questing. And I can already see it in, in, ba in, in the, well, in Bastion and Mount Axis that it feels more epic. I'm looking forward to story and lore. So on the flip side of that, what are you most worried about in Shadowlands, Frasley? I am more, most worried about, not that I ever will probably get to it for a long time. I am worried about the end game. I'm worried about what will keep a big portion of the player base still playing. And and I, I mean, I don't want the same stuff that we're hearing with BFA. It's why I keep actually saying January would be good. So that's where my biggest worry is, is that the end game will not be fun for people who love it. So? End game and gearing. That's that's the big thing. Borrowed power is mine, um, but I'm not going to harp on about that because people have heard me go on about it, for the especially last week. And, uh, yeah, um, slightly worried, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, we've, we've got to see how everything still goes. There's lots of testing still to go yet before yeah. the game is shipped, but yeah, I think there's a lot of exciting stuff to come. Just got to keep wary about it. Never throw all your stuff in one pan. And I am still a little hesitant with the fact that this is their first work from home expansion. I just, I don't like how fast it seems to be moving yeah, you say that, Fraz, but as I've told you before, just like how patches for Alpha, Beta, and PTR come, there are already several builds ahead of themselves. That's good. This expansion is going to have been years in the making. Like, the, they, the way I've already always looked at it since Wrath is that there's always been two teams working on an expansion. One that's working on the current expansion and one that works on the next one. So the minute that end of line hits on TBC... Like and Wrath were like Wrath was going into Alpha phase and everything else. The TBC team were working on Cataclysm. I think it so, feels like this one goes really quick because there's been actually a lot of. I don't want to use the word backlash because that sounds too harsh, but there's been a lot of queries from the community and from from people who are testing it out that they, you know, and and they've been quite critical about things. And then you start thinking. Well, it's supposed to launch within a few months. Is yeah. there enough time to to amend that? Or are they just going to leave it and ignore the, the, the um, hubbub that's been made about it? And I think that's why it feels quick. Because all of a sudden it was like, oh yeah, Alpha's here, beta. And um, supposedly it's, it's going to be coming out in a few months with all that critique. So, yeah. 
that makes me also feel like is this being rushed now or or class, class again i just want them to focus on class balance as a, mm. a baseline it should be the first thing that's worked on you know sure if you fuck up the game in the middle of the expansion then you can look at rebalancing classes again after that for like the beginning but it should be the first thing no more borrowed power please okay here is a radical idea i've seen a couple you say no more borrowed power i'm gonna no 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 a radical idea what if expansions launched in early access you they are they're called alpha and beta well, but, but but then but then there's no like hard cutoff on the deadline for it through the public. That way, they're like, okay, we will give you this. We'll give you I don't this. Think it, I don't think it works in an MMO state because they have to get so far with the content, and if everybody has access to it, by sheer fact that they're playing the sub that they have access to it, which is kind of what PTR is anyway, um, then people will just see the content and then not pay for the expansion. Okay, because I'm playing Ooblets, and Ooblets is on that early access model. I, 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 I know I'm about to hit, hit, hit a wall. Same with I play Raft. I know there's a wall there, I, and I know they're not they're not MMOs. But that that is the, what... If you... I can't remember. They did it... And, um, I know they did it with the the 12-month sub for when you got the Diablo mount way back when, where you got uh, into beta for Diablo 3. I'm trying to remember if they ever did something where you pre-ordered the expansion early and you got access to the beta then. I think they did it for Warlords or Mists, and I can't remember which one they did it for. What's that? Was that? Pre-order the expansion and they get access to the beta. I'm quite sure it was Mists. I know there was yeah. something else that you got, not like a pre-order, but I remember that if you got the... Um, the 12 months up. The 12 months up and you got the Tyrael's charger and you got access to a beta that might um, be it that might be the miss one yeah and you got did you get starcraft for free or something something like that you got another game for free i can't remember but yeah no they've done that like i think if they turned around and did pre-order the expansion and you'd get in for beta like guaranteed obviously it'd be wave based and everything else then maybe, maybe that would be your early access. Yeah, because that is the the only thing that, like, maybe we're running on a tired model of release of expansion. I mean... I, I don't think so. I think I think the way it works is now, at the moment, it's fine. Like, content creators, devs in alpha, and then a slow trickle of people into the alpha while people are there. Beta hits, they expand the servers. I still think that they should do alpha and beta testing similar to how they did classic wow where they have it kept as a real tight user base but then do massive stress tests for the servers i could see i could do that i just mm -hmm. yeah i i still for me i wanted everybody who wants some beta to, to get in the beta but that's that's me but you got yeah i mean you've got to remember like you do have people that go in for the beta and get into the beta just based on the fact that they want to see and they do the story and then they don't come back because they don't need to pay for the expansion because they've seen the story of the original thing. You know, a lot of people, there are some people that are like that. Hell, I remember back in the day where it was a meme where people who weren't paying for an active sub got beta access to the next expansion before everybody else because they were like, yeah, you can see the beta for the next expansion, come back, try it out, and then, you know, maybe you want to play the game. I can say that I can say that the business I too work where yeah you do everything and then you're like I don't need to go in yeah, but then you know there's like the content creators are generally given access especially the bigger ones because they've got the audience to show it to especially the streamers and like the big YouTubers like podcasters we just talk about shit we don't we don't show things you know I've been showing beta and I'll I'll, I'll show beta tonight so yeah but you you stream that is you true stream and you have an audience Frasley precisely the point. Anyway, no, we no. are getting to the end of the show. Talked about stuff. I've talked about stuff way too much. <laughs> so, you never. If, I know, right? So if they want to find you around the internet, where can they look for you? Um, You can find my podcast, Whispers of War, on the most podcast providers, I would think. Um, You can also find me on Twitter, Whispers underscore of underscore war, or my personal one, which is McMonkeys with a Z. 
Um, and now and again I stream on, on Twitch, so uh, my username there is McMonkeys with two Zs. Um, I need to get back into that, I guess. Maybe some I think beta. we all need to get into streaming a little bit more. <laughs> yes. Except for Fraz, because, yeah. you know... Every day, Frasley, pretty much. Fra Frasley needs to stream more Dead by Daylight. That's all I ask. Oh yes, I had I, I had the uh, the stream just laughing at me on uh, on Friday. It wasn't just a stream. Okay, oh. good. <laughs> Frasley, where can they find you around the internet if they want to look for you? You can find me on Twitter at Frasleytastic. You can find my, my podcast Frazzlecast, and there I just had an amazing guest. Uh, so, oh yeah, it was still Whispers of War. I I just I had them on by the time you listened to the download. And then if you want to see the stream where I don't count people as audience, but I, I got more, more friends, friends and family. You can find that at gnome.live where I stream pretty much every day. And uh, tonight will be beta. Uh, tomorrow night will be a new twin sticks shooter set in like a fantasy world. So I, I, I got a key for that one. So I'm excited to head on in there. But yep. Pretty much I'm all across the internet looking Listen fantastic. Stream of privilege right here. I tell you, <laughs> it was, got given a key. I did not ask for it. Yeah, I just got it. I got a DM and they said, Hey, we have this. Game. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll play it. It sounds good. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you can follow me on my main Twitter account at Titans Creed. If you want just the streams, videos and podcasts, you've got gaming Phoenix. And then if you want live streams like this one right here, if you want the VOD, you can always just go over to twitch.tv slash Project Phoenix Productions or youtube.com slash Project Phoenix Productions. Thank you very much for being here. If you joined us live or if you caught the podcast or the VOD, thank you very much to Syl, who's given up her free time to come and talk bollocks with us for over an hour. <laughs> Pleasure. And as always, thank you very much to Frasley. Oh, th 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 thank you both for... Uh... For letting me uh, hang out with you for an, an afternoon and evening it's, it's 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 always a pleasure and thank you as much to me for doing everything exactly doing the editing and stuff like that like i love being on podcasts as long as i want to edit them i i am i am the most humble but yes thank you very much ladies and gentlemen thank you for joining us big thank you to you as always until next time as miss mux frasley always likes to say be awesome whether Horde or Alliance, find more stories around Azeroth on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube.